cut it off. <laughs> Which might we burn out? And I wasn't recording on my end either. And <laughs> now we're in the podcast. Okay. And that is the intro song to Spell You Later, the podcast. It sure is. Wow. How's it going, Felicia? It's going so good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I have been giddy for our conversation today (laughs) about Krampus. Heck yeah. Uh, But I think this is the first time I think we have have stuff to talk about before we get into what we're going to talk about. Okay. Why don't you start us off with probably some no (laughs) this is gonna be an audio nightmare so for context i i said on twitter that people who take two big bites of bananas are like what hell is because i'll give you context so uh smosh i guess smosh games has a he's peeling it and i hate it so much uh, Smosh has a show called Eat It or Yeet It, and there was one episode where they did a banana episode, and the bananas were filled with various things, and it wasn't even the gross fillings that got me. It was just watching people take just the most enormous bites of bananas, so I said that uh, I hate it, and Benny was like, if I took two bites a whole banana in two bites. Two what would you completion. do? Two completions. <laughs> Which people hated so much. <laughs> I, I honestly, it's so bad. Someone needs to tell me if annoying everyone is actually lovable because I've been doing it for 23 years of my life. <laughs> Same except 28 years. <laughs> uh, so Benny said if he ate a banana to completion, in two whole bites, would that be what I'm talking about? And I said, yes, yes, it was. And I will projectile vomit if you do that. So he is like gleefully holding a banana right now, <laughs> open mouthed grinning. And here's the thing. Did I go to Target specifically for these bananas? No, <laughs> I didn't. But when I walked into Target and saw the most monster looking bananas I've ever seen in my life immediately go yeah I have to follow through and do it now the thing is if you don't finish that banana in two bites (laughs) you holding a banana in your hand no peel is the grossest I would have missed this was a, this was made out of fear. This was a decision made out of fear. Do I let the banana fall in such a troubling pit? image? So my please thing, take a screenshot. Um, so here's my theory. I'm not gonna be able to do this. And I also don't actually want to gross you out. <laughs> but I did put a lot of thought into how you would eat a big banana in two bites. And I think the secret is going back into no. your cheek 
as far as you can and mash like a hamster yeah 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 <laughs> and you get one bite on that cheek you just mash it into that cheek and then you get the other cheek Benny, and- i'm already gagging i'm already gagging i'm not even joking <laughs> here's what i will do though i'm not gonna do it in front of felicia because i care about felicia as my friend uh but if People listen to this and they're like, I don't think you can do that. I will film myself not in front of you trying it. But one person has to reach out and be like, I need you to do that. And then I will. The problem is, if you post that, I have to watch it. Oh, of like, course. I need to know. This way but I get to be I'm a good friend. Barf. Yeah, I get to be a good friend and you're forced to be grossed out. It's like yeah. I win both situations. Ugh, I hate it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I just, I just spilled a little bit out of my mug. Yeah. Oh God. And that is some of the fun stuff we get up to on Twitter. Uh, follow the Twitter. Uh, Spellulator PC. Yes. At Spellulator PC, and uh, mm-hmm. follow Felicia and follow me because it, it's probably the most fun app, dude. I have so much fun on that app. Me too. And people say Twitter is a shithole, but it depends on who you follow. So load up your follows with people like me and Ben. Yeah. Only us. Go and follow. Only us. <laughs> yeah. You're, and you're- you know what we should also do at the top of the show um both you and i were on another podcast this week called welcome to our podcast you probably never heard of it yeah you know and we did them a favor by bringing some fame and notoriety to their small little endeavor Absolutely. so you know if you if you want to listen to that that's welcome to our podcast Yes. Wherever you find podcasts. Good friends of the podcast. And mm-hmm. honestly, without that podcast, this podcast does not exist. That's true. But do we really want to give them that? It's all for, it's Zoya. Yes. Zoya I, did I that for us. For sure, yeah. Zoya brought us together. 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Mike, Mike tries to keep us apart. Mike's the... <laughs> That's true. He did try to instigate some shit. <laughs> oh, dude, immediately. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Go listen to them. They're super fun. Um, We talk about on that podcast, uh, one of the things that gets talked about with you and with me is my mug. Another thing, this is like the gross out episode right off the top. And that wasn't the intention. But here we are. Merry I Christmas, everybody. Personally love it. This is how I live my <laughs> life. I don't know what you're talking about. This is Tuesday. Please explain what you're talking about. So for the people. I have a firm belief and I will not waver that coffee mugs are not meant to be washed every day. You're supposed to let the coffee that was in there the day before season the mug and allow for a more full and bold coffee flavor to be carried over throughout the week. And so I don't wash my mug. I don't wash any mugs. uh, And this is the mug that I don't wash. When you say don't wash, like how often? Never or like once a week? Um, so when it was when I was working from home and it was this mug, not my office mug, once a week. For context, it doesn't even have a handle. It is very broken. And that brings us to uh, the sad thing that happened right before we hit record <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> it's karma. Karma broke your mug. I was literally like, I got to have the mug. I got to make something in the mug and have it on there. We got to talk about the mug. And I literally dropped it, kicked it with my foot, and it (laughs) broke just the handle. Oh, that's so good. Uh, God didn't want you talking about 
smoke today. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, just like, but please, we want you to have a successful podcast. You can't do this. And I was like, no, nope, they got to know. <laughs> we got to get our shit out early. Yeah. So I'll tell you exactly what grosses me out about this, because honestly, I'm not opposed to reusing mugs. Like I have used, I have like a thermal mug that I have used for pretty much the whole week, but I will rinse it and wipe it out, especially around the mouth area. But uh, the word that, you know, the one word that you use that sends me is season. Like it's a fucking cast iron skillet. It's not. It's a broken ass mug. Just I, get buy better coffee. Buy stronger coffee. See, this is also where you're not taking into account about my mug approach is the frugality of it. Okay. Oh God. I'm a very frugal person. And the way I drink coffee this way, it allows Folgers to taste like top tier coffee. Because of the seasoning. Oh, no. <laughs> the way you said that. Holy shit, dude. I, I, I've, I've hacked the game. I, what are you? Ooh, you spend so much money. I'm saving money on coffee just by not wa- and water. I'm a great person for doing this, honestly. The more, Does more the water season your cup, too. The lack, I'm not using any water to wash it, not rinsing it oh, out. I see, I see. Mm-hmm. It like, physically hurts me to watch you take sips out of that this is uh this is um my it has been washed recently okay that helps yes uh you did send me a picture the other day and it was heinous that's my work office (laughs) mug and now the issue with that is my business mug yeah and i'd have to remember to take it home to wash that so that has been about three weeks simmering um god simmering in your juices uh yeah absolutely and i and here's the thing i'm not giving up any ground on this i truly believe i'm right and if anyone would try it they would agree no i don't think that's true but i do (laughs) i i do recognize that we have given you so much pushback at this point that you've only dug your heels in harder yeah so i take some responsibility for that but oh, yeah. uh the second i realized it was funny this is the crazy part <laughs> i said it when i told everyone about my mug i said it like i was saying nothing weird like it wasn't mm-hmm. weird to me and everyone had that reaction and i went oh this is perfect oh i don't even remember how it came up it, it was so loose. I said it in conversation like it was going to get passed over like, oh, yeah. And Ben doesn't wash his mug like some people don't, you know, it was also like I, I will say this is one of our first interactions with you. You didn't even like wait <laughs> until we got to know you as a person before you established yourself as the doesn't watch it, watch his mug guy. No, you can't fix it. my dear. <laughs> what are you talking about? I think I'm, I think it's going to work out fine, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. dude, I, that's that's and now that's my uh, icebreaker uh, in meetings. <laughs> Fun fact about me. <laughs> yeah, my favorite my favorite color is red, uh, and I don't wash my mug. God, oh, I'm gonna put that on your tombstone because I will outlive you because you do that. 
there's so many other things I do in my life that are reasons why you're going to outlive me. My coffee mug cannot be one of them. It's it's like top 10 probably. Yeah. Oh man. But who knows where science will be at that point? <laughs> science won't save you because you do this. The scientific community is has a wow. This is what yeah. I, this is why this is why I uh, no can't make that joke. Was about to make a don't support the vaccines joke, but we do. Oh no, no. we do support getting get your vaccines. Oh man, should we get into Krampus, dude? This was such a fun, dude, so much fun. Let's first uh, set it up. We were going to watch this together over Discord, but neither one of us know how to stream stuff to Discord yeah. and. Uh, I think because it was on Amazon, it blocked me from showing it to Ben. So uh, we ended up using Discord to communicate, but just watching it on our own, essentially. No, no, no. Um, for people just listening, Benny has taped the mug handle back on, and I cannot wait for hot liquid to just obliterate him. <laughs> Man, good as new. Um, anyways, yeah, dude, we couldn't watch it, so we did the uh, classic let's count down from three and click play <laughs> at the same time. Which, you know, always works. 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. I, and we actually did get it our first try. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that just speaks to the chemistry we bring. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, I, I we watch Krampus. Why? Because you're listening to this close to Christmas. Yeah. And uh and also I think is is that the only like I don't know folklore creature besides Santa around Christmas that I know of at least for me. Not at all. <gasps> There's many and we're going to talk about that. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> what do you want to talk about first, the movies or the lore? Let's do first let me talk a, a little bit about what Krampus is. And I mean I do mean a little bit because Essentially, it's evil Santa, <laughs> um, which, okay, I, I was doing some research and there are a lot of these kind of figures where it's like the anti-Santa, the one who punishes the naughty kids. So you've got like your your Krampus, your Black Peter, your Belschnickel. Uh, Black but Peter? The, Black Peter is the racist one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which we won't get into. In my head, I went, no way. No. It's a hundred percent what it sounds like. Okay. Um. Bad, bad, bad uh, uh, figures in. Not bad though. We love Black Peter. <laughs> Just to clarify, that's Our not problem. what makes him bad. Yes. Um, <laughs> but Krampus is essentially santa's helper actually so santa's the one who was supposed to give out presents to the good kids and then krampus either gives coal to the bad kids or for the real bad ones he puts them in his sack to be taken to hell presumably yeah yeah Yeah. or he uh whips them with birch branches so you know you got your santa (laughs) it's just his preferred weapon i guess (laughs) there's probably significance there um but i will say even though this movie is called krampus i really think he's more of a belschnickel because belschnickel 
does not work with Santa. He's his own thing. Whereas Krampus is usually accompanied by Santa. And that was not part of this movie. No, it was not. I did not realize that uh, Krampus fell into the uh, extended Santa Claus universe. So that's- Absolutely. So are they like, in my mind, that means that Krampus is either evil twin or uncle of Santa, like Santa's shitty uncle. <laughs> I think of him as like Santa, I guess evil twin. Yeah, I yeah. think that makes the most sense. Santa gets to have the fun job and he's like, Santa's the good parent and Belschnickel is the, the one who has to dull the discipline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he likes it though, it's his kink. <laughs> yeah, he's super into it, super into yeah. it. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I just love the idea of Santa, uh, I wonder if they like hate each other, is there resentment? Is Does Krampus go home and write in his diary like, man, Santa gets to have all the fun. If only I could be Santa Claus one year and he could be Krampus. I don't th- I think he seems to really dig his job and uh, I don't think he would trade places with Santa of his own accord. From what I have read, they're essentially partners. I don't think there's supposed to be animosity between them, but I like old St. Nick can't be chill with this, right? I don't yeah. think he would endorse beating children with birch branches. No, no, Mm-mm. never. Only the really bad ones. But <laughs> Those get taken to hell. Yeah, they get put in a bag and taken to hell. And remember yeah. that. <laughs> so they work together. But what are the... Okay, so are we talking more about Krampus German, right? Origin. I believe so. Honestly, I'm not certain. I think nobody is, honestly. It's like a little bit German, a little bit pagan. Like, okay. I don't think people really know the, the one true origin. Um, but there are like... Krampus type figures throughout the continents throughout the religions so he's not particularly unique but he's interesting he is interesting I and here that's the thing okay so that's something I didn't know I always thought Krampus was totally German origin that's the only I thought it was like Germany's like one thing you know I mean it is like the scariest thing Germany's ever created (laughs) I I don't want to proclaim to know the origins of any of the things I'm going to talk about, except for one group of things. Um, and we'll get into that later. But everything else is pretty up in the air. Okay. So, okay. Give me more about Krampus. What, what else do you know? Honestly, that's the extent of it. I, did, I didn't do the deepest of dives, but I pulled up a couple sites. And the gist is he just punishes the bad kids. Um, so I think with that, we can chat about the movie and then go into some other spooky Christmas figures. And and that, and that is the thing that I want to talk about because I, one, found a love for spooky movies this Halloween because of you. Heck yeah. And now my favorite Christmas movie is Krampus. I love (laughs) movies so much. I thought about it, dude, since then. And I'm like, this movie was so good. So good. Wow. Okay. Of it, I really like it. Um, I it was not my first viewing. I've seen it probably two other times. Um, it's like darker than you would expect for a. I guess you know it's a black comedy Christmas movie, but like it is kind of kind of dark, kind of fucked up a little bit. Um, but it is very fun, and it's got a great cast. It's got Tony Collette and uh. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Mm, um, sweet, sweet yeah. boy, Adam Scott. <laughs> Love him who, 
Yeah, except you proclaimed he's the worst part of Parks and Rec. I'm just saying he's overhyped in Parks and Rec. And when you see him in a movie, it brightens your day. And I think okay. true life lies in being in a movie you didn't know he was in. That's his role. That's fair. I will say the pairing of Tony Collette and Adam Scott is kind of wild. They do not strike me as ever being a couple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, it worked. I think part of it was that the son had wished that they would fall in love again. So they're like a couple that's not super affectionate with each other. They're uh, played so a great I think bad couple. Yeah, a bad couple. <laughs> a doomed romance. Oh, man. I Dude, and that was the other thing with the Christmas because they really do they don't miss out on the classic Christmas movie theme of like Mm -mm. spirit of Christmas, which I feel like it could be lost in a monster horror movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, I will say, um, I've had this discussion before with friends, what makes a movie, a Christmas movie, just a movie like it in a, as opposed to a movie that just so happens to take place at Christmas. I think Krampus really feels like a Christmas movie. Yes. I think, and we actually, recently I talked about Home Alone. Mm -hmm. And the conclusion we came to on Home Alone was the reason it's such a good Christmas movie is because you really only remember the, the, like, for in Home Alone's case, you know, the wet bandits breaking into the house when you think of it. And then Mm -hmm. you watch it at Christmas, and it's actually a very beautiful story that you like, oh, I get to watch this beautiful story of Kevin <laughs> McAllister being home alone and, you know, learning not to be afraid anymore, you know? Yeah. But you have to have that thing where uh, once a year, you're pleasantly surprised by the movie again. <laughs> <laughs> and Krampus, mm. I totally agree because I, after leaving the movie, I loved it. But the big thing I remember is the monster, you know, all the action, Krampusy, st- typical things that you miss out on how badass of a grandma is in that thing and the cool story (laughs) lore and keeping the fight, the way they progressed it all. Like I can Mm -hmm. see myself coming back to this and being like, perfect Christmas movie. Yeah. It's very cozy despite the subject matter. Yes. You, 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 it's a, it's like you want to see these people who are all the characters themselves. You all kind of, Want to see them both die, but also succeed. <laughs> right. Literally, you are not rooting for anybody except maybe the grandma. No, oh, for uh, sure the grandma. I fell in yeah. love with that grandma. Yeah. Everyone else is just kind of a shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Adam Scott plays bad working man dad. One of my favorite <laughs> character types to see in movies. Yes. It's classic. Like, what was it? I wrote this uh, little quote. Uh, when in the beginning of the movie, Adam Scott's character to uh, the wife is like, I got to go take a bunch of calls. She's like, you said you weren't going to be working over Christmas. And he's like, I said I wasn't traveling. I still have to take some calls. And I'm like, oh, oh that's your whole character. That's your whole Yeah, character. it 100% is. Man. And then the opposite side of that, having gun-toting, uh, redneck, uh, trailer park-living dad on the other end of Adam Scott. Very nice parallel. Very so, funny. yeah, something about Krampus that struck me is that it's essentially National Lampoon's Christmas vacation for most of it. 
and then <laughs> and then it gets real dark yeah but like the concept is the same there's the really straight laced business uh <laughs> business family with the perfect kids and the perfect house and then there's like the trailer trash with all the kids who are all terrible <laughs> and uh yeah it it was very much that vibe for the first third of the movie I would say and then it starts to transition into horror (laughs) yeah and they do it good they do it good because they they do that thing where they bring everyone together in a good way and they did it in a corny way but how (laughs) they bridge the gaps I feel like the scene that made it all like click for me was when uh Adam Scott's character is given a gun and the whole time guns are like it's clearly made in like 2014 you know <laughs> like the biggest issue was one family likes guns and the other family doesn't and adam scott's character who doesn't like guns is forced to carry a gun and then like has a badass moment where he shoots it and he's like i guess i can do this and i'm like now we're in the horror <laughs> part of the movie like adam scott's How character good you like guns ball. now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's why i've been saying i ever want against these second amendment rights oh my god <laughs> There was definitely a, like, they must be Republicans joke in there somewhere. I think the trailer trash dad says that about the perfect family. (laughs) Like, cool politics. Yeah. Ooh, this is crazy. Uh, Everyone go out and vote for Obama after watching Krampus, you know? (laughs) Get vaccinated. (laughs) Please. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Nothing breaches the real horror of COVID-19. So today we're going to talk about COVID. No, today the real monsters are going to talk about vaccines. <laughs> I wouldn't call us either of us experts in anything. I honestly, I I'm trying to think in my head if I would. Cons- no, you're right. I don't think Mm-mm. I'm an expert on anything. <laughs> an expert in eating a banana to completion in two bites. That might, remains to be think. seen. <laughs> I that I dude if I start putting that as like on shows if I go do shows and bring them up Ben Pites local comic you can eat a banana in two bites just to watch him do it and everyone put a round of applause I feel like that is a very comedy intro thing he can eat a banana in two bites and doesn't watch his mugs everybody Ben Pites <laughs> I feel I had open mic terror right there I had I was about to do an open mic terror oh my goodness here's okay you've seen more horror movies than i have Mm -hmm. is it common for them never to show the monster except for one scene at the very oh yeah the good ones don't show too much of the monster because i mean just for practical reasons it's very expensive to create a monster that's kind Um, of what i thought yeah that was my first thought but also if the monster is shitty looking you don't want uh, 45 minutes of your hour and a half long movie to be focused on the shitty looking monster that you <laughs> cut yeah. costs on so uh, a lot of times they use it as like a reveal like oh the monster has been real the whole time and here he is yeah, yeah. or they'll show you like you know the monster they'll show you like a hoof or an antler or something you know to like, indicate you, the monster you know? exists <laughs> But uh yes, I say the best one. (laughs) Some have hoofs. Krampus had hoofs. Krampus. You see his little feet. Yeah. I will say one thing bothered me about the Krampus design, and that was it doesn't seem like the mouth had the ability to move. 
because it was just open the entire time. Um, and that bothered me a little bit. <laughs> it was a very good monster design, but I'm like, that is not a functional suit, huh? That's yeah. just a that's just a lawn decoration. <laughs> they were like, they were like, they had to cut the budget somewhere. And they're like, if his mouth is always open. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to make a jaw that hinges. No, what are we? (laughs) This is Hollywood, okay? Cut the corners. Not to mention, the guy in the suit needs something to look out of. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. And uh, they did a slide whistle effect when they pull the grandma out of the window. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good thing to notice. <laughs> what a horror movie! There's a yeah. scene where the grandma gets like chained up and then yanked out of the window of the house. Whoop. Yeah, they went, Whoop. I was like, "That's so silly! That's so silly! That's very silly! That's a kind of a mood killer." <laughs> Bye, grandma. Bye, grandma. But mm, cool that we got to hear a slide whistle for a second. <laughs> you think so? Okay. Um, the Resident Evil movies, I think the second or third one had a costume, a monster costume called Nemesis. And according to IMDb fun facts, I think, uh, the actor who was in the Nemesis suit could only be in it for like 15 minutes at a time or he'd suffocate. (laughs) Do you think that guy in the Krampus suit (laughs) had the same experience? He's just in there he's fucking dying. He's Dude. just dripping wet. <laughs> it's such a I wonder if while you're in there and you're dripping sweat and you've like, I don't know, maybe he can be in there 30 minutes. I wouldn't <laughs> want I know I wouldn't want to be in it longer mm-hmm. than 15 minutes. Maybe the open mouth was just the air circulation. <laughs> he needs to have a gapus mouth so that air mm-hmm. when he runs, air really gets in there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I That's, think it's just wild to be like, if that guy's in that suit, at some point he has to have that thought like, oh my, I'm doing this for money. This is my <laughs> job. I think that's probably why they didn't show him very often because just the actor couldn't breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They go like, we can't, we can't. We'll literally kill him on this set. We'll kill him. <laughs> we'll murder him. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Um, I don't know. I, do you think I, I would love for that to be my passion to want to be in those suits. Cause that probably, <laughs> that has to be that dude's like favorite thing. Probably. I'm, I'm super into like the creation of movie monsters and SFX and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it is deeply fascinating, but I don't necessarily want to be the person in the suit. I would just want to be creating the suit for the person. <laughs> And you would not make a mouth that gapus. <laughs> no, I would make a mouth that moved. Make a mouth that moves, Hollywood. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is our biggest issue with you, Hollywood, that you don't make mouths that move. Other than make a-, you have a spotless record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Man. Uh, so they kind of end and the ending of the movie. Should we talk about the ending of the movie? Sure, we'll do it like a spoiler. spoiler warning. Skip ahead a couple minutes if you don't yeah. want to know. Yeah, if you haven't or, seen Krampus. or pause, go watch Krampus and come back. 
Yeah. Pause, go watch Krampus, come back. But how did you feel about the ending? I like it a lot. I think that it was kind of, it kind of redeemed the movie in some aspects because I don't know that I was fully on board with just everybody being murdered indiscriminately. Yeah. Uh, But I like the idea that they're just forever on a shelf now. Yeah. In a snow globe, it's Christmas forever. It's kind of like the ideal life. That's okay. This is a, a thought that I actually had is that would you like fight it? <laughs> would you be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm living an incredibly warm and happy day with my family who loves me and we all get along. We're opening presents and drinking cocoa. This could be my forever, even though it's not real. <laughs> <gasps> could you trick yourself into it? I think you could buy it. You It would taper off. You'd be so I'm sure, yeah. It. And then after a couple of years, you'd be like, we got it. I just need, I need to experience Arbor Day. I just want <laughs> Arbor Day. <laughs> That's true. It'd be a lifetime with no Halloween. It would. Oh, man. Yeah. I'd be great at that existence. I I'm sure. <laughs> Sign me up. Maybe. No, I'd bring back some memories. Probably. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. A world where no one experiences Halloween. Well, no one's like. Everyone is Christ-like. Also, here's the thing about Christmas. It's an exhausting day. It's not a, it's like, it's a good day and it's great to be with family. And I guess I shouldn't speak for everyone, but my experience has always been at the end of Christmas day. It's always like, oh, that was, that was a lot. It was great. It was good. But man, can you imagine multiple Christmases in a row? You know, that's fair. I, for me, Christmas is like a couple hours in the morning. And then for the rest of the day, we just have to be with each other. <laughs> Not that I don't love my family, but so it is a little exhausting. Yeah. I don't know that I would want that every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every day just having to like cut hand. Also, you have to eat Christmas food every day. Oh my God. This yeah. is a nightmare. I'm out. That's actually the worst. Oh, of- okay. You're not yeah. a ham boy. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you're a little ham boy. I'm not a ham every day boy, that's for sure. <laughs> I suffer through ham once a year on Christmas, okay? Because, like, it's a Christmas food and it's not the worst. But never once am I like, you know what I could go for right now? A nice steaming slice of ham, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, same. But I am going to also put I'm not a ham every day guy on your tombstone <laughs> as well. <laughs> So I'm my, it's a dirty mug and something else. And I'm not a ham every day guy. <laughs> yes, Dude, when you break into the cemetery and chisel this into my other oh, lot, yeah. like normal gravestone, <laughs> I do respect the fuck out of that. That commitment. It, yeah. It is absolutely a bootleg tombstone. Nobody commissioned that. <laughs> Man. Okay. So what is some more Christmas lore that you got? Because I am okay. excited about this. So uh, we have, I have a handful here. So the first one, I think you might be a little bit familiar with because I know you've played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Do you remember the mission where uh, you have to wear a horse skeleton on your head and go door to door? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. So that is, I believe, again, I don't know the exact origins, but there's definitely a pagan element to it. Um, I think it's Mary Lude is how you say it. Um, The tradition is a group of gentlemen 
with a pole that has a horse skull on top and a bunch of ribbons decorating it. They will go door to door. They will sing a song or recite some kind of poem asking for entry. And the person in the house is supposed to deny them entry by singing a song or expressing a poem back to them. And they do this back and forth for a while until the person inside gives up or can't come up with anything. And when that happens, they have to admit this group of men who will then eat and drink whatever is in their home. <laughs> so uh, they go door to door and do this. I guess it's just like a big neighborhood bash and everyone's eating and getting drunk and singing songs. Uh, so that is, it seems like kind of a Halloween thing almost, like trick-or-treating, yeah, but like it is traditionally Christmas. Holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Traditionally a Christmas thing? Yep. Damn. So it's like Christmas, it's like Christmas caroling and treating. It sounds yeah. like, it sounds like theater kids trick-or-treating is what it sounds like. Basically. Uh, so I guess this technically isn't like a Christmas cryptid because it is just a group of men, but the whole like <sighs> horse is it specifically skull, it is from what I've read. Yes. But I'm sure if it is still in practice today, they probably let some ladies join in on the drinking and debauchery. <laughs> I would hope so, but it definitely sounds like something invented by a group of guys. Yes, for so sure. Like, Yo, dude, what if we all got together, me and the boys, and we go have rap battles with everyone's house, and whoever loses has to let us in and we drink all their shit. Like, that's oh, can I bring my horse skeleton with me? <laughs> One guy in the back, like, it's almost perfect. But I got the perfect ribbon on top, guys. And everyone was like, okay, I guess. Yeah, dude. I mean, we got to hang out with you. You do <laughs> You do pretty good cake stands. So you're staying in the group. So I guess we're doing this horse thing. <laughs> yep, exactly. So oh. that's that's Mary Lude. Mary Lude. Um, so that was our, our little start here. Um, the... Second thing I'm going to talk about is actually a group of three Christmas cryptids that all relate to each other. Yes. What's a Christmas cryptid? Oh, so a cryptid is basically just like a, a monster of legend. So like okay. Bigfoot, Mothman, whatever. Yeah. So these are just Christmas folklore. Um, in this particular case, I do know the origins. They are Icelandic. Um, so the first one is Grilla. She is a giantess, and her penchant is throughout the year, she collects a list of naughty children, and then at Christmas time, she goes around collecting them and makes stew out of them, <laughs> which she then consumes on Christmas. <laughs> Wait, by herself? Yep. She's a giantess. She needs a lot of babies for her stew. <laughs> So, you know, same kind of idea is like a Krampus, a Krampus type figure punishing the naughty children, except she consumes them. Yeah. I and mean, take that vegans. <laughs> yeah. She recycles. <laughs> That's dude. Is that a giantess collects a bunch of babies and makes a stew mm -hmm. in my head? I was like, Would, wouldn't the stew go to the town? Nope. Nope. It's for her. It's for her. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm so that's What's her name. Gorilla. Gorilla the giantess. Yes. She is very much a 
like scare your children type figure into being good or Grilla will eat you and make a stew out of you. Um, so on that same thread, Grilla has a pet, which is often referred to as the Yule cat. Now the Yule cat has a couple different things <laughs> they do. Um, one of them is also eats children, you know, um, but not just naughty children, right? So the Yule cat's whole deal is if you don't have new clothes for Christmas, he will eat you. And the origin of this is apparently this incentivized people to finish their knitting and quilting and projects before Christmas. <laughs> like it incentivized people working in clothing factories <laughs> to complete their job or the Yule cat would eat you. <laughs> so, you know, just capitalism. Yeah, of course. Of course. I just like to imagine a bunch of grandmas anxiously knitting now and worried that yeah. this cat is going to come eat them. Oh, hundred percent. Um, so good. New clothes. <laughs> yeah. And that's just so, like being bullied at school for not oh, having 100%. All of these are very much like you better <laughs> watch yourself or Grilla and the Yule cat will come eat you. It's a, a whole new meaning to like making a list and checking it twice. <laughs> Gonna find out who's in my stew or not. <laughs> yes. So now the third part are Grilla's children, right? They're called <laughs> the Yule Lads. Yule Lads. That's my favorite yeah. Atlantic uh, boy band. There are 13 of them, and we're going to go over each one just a little bit. Now, I will say they all have very Icelandic names that I will not even attempt to pronounce. I will give you the translations, and most of them are incredibly self-explanatory. Uh, not so much this first one. His name is Sheepcoat Claude. Uh, his whole deal is that he just harasses sheep. He goes from house to house and just kind of riles them up. Um, yeah, Claude. Second Yule, the gully gawk. Now his deal <laughs> is that he'll that <laughs> he will go into your barn and steal any milk he can find and consume it. <laughs> Her kids are a fucking grocery list. That's what they so are. They are a hundred percent. All of her kids, I will also say, they are like little trolls or gremlins. Yeah, they're not the most pleasant figures, but they also aren't murderous. They're not eating children. They're harassing sheep and stealing milk. Yeah, because murdering children is for adults. Exactly, and cats. And cats, adults, and cats. Yeah. The third Yule lad is Stubby. Now, Stubby will steal your pots and pans so he can eat all the little burnt bits that are still stuck to them. Oh. Yeah. That's a helpful, that's a helpful kid. That's a helpful guy. He's just cleaning your pans. You except my mug the thing is gross? Is... You think my mug is gross? <laughs> I'm going to call you Stubby now. Stubby pots. Stubby. Um, then we got Spoon Licker. And, you know, that one is one of the self-explanatory ones, I think. He just comes and licks your cooking spoons, hoping for something left over. Then we got Pot Scraper, who's pretty much essentially stubby, 
but he doesn't steal your pots. He just eats things out of them. <laughs> this is so, I'm so, I'm in it though. Just keep going. I got nothing, but this is wild to me. And we have bowl liquor. Now, bowl liquor is exactly what he sounds like, but there's something extra troubling about bowl liquor. Yeah. And it's his process. So what he does is he waits under children's beds for them to finish whatever it is they're eating. And then when he, they set down their bowl, he then takes and licks it. Of course. Yeah. Part of the thing. <laughs> then we have another self-explanatory boy. Boy, there's door slammer. He slams <laughs> doors. <laughs> this is just something a parent got unnecessarily mad at. And they're like, you better watch out for door slammer <laughs> Like when he comes around. I read that it's because it would be very drafty sometimes <laughs> during the year. So they'd be like, oh, it's not the wind, it's door slammer. <laughs> and then we have skier gobbler. Now skier is a milky drink of some sort, uh, prepared apparently specifically during Christmas time. So, you know, he just comes and drinks all your skier. Okay. Uh, then <laughs> sausage snatcher. <laughs> All right, you're making now. Now, no <laughs> way, no way. If at the end now, of the day, <laughs> made up thirteen names, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my I shit. Swear to God, swear to God, it's real. Now, sausage snatcher also has an mo. He will hang from the rafters so that he can get your sausage when it's cooking. <laughs> watch out. Watch out. Um, this one is kind of troubling. Ruined. We have no sausage. <laughs> you know, sausage. sausage our traditional Christmas sausage. And skier. And skier. Uh, <laughs> then we have window peeper. Again, pretty self-explanatory there. He's just looking though. He doesn't do anything. He just looks. Yeah. Everyone um, I that. yeah, yeah. I do hate this one, doorway sniffer. <laughs> Uh, now doorway sniffer apparently he's not doing this just because he loves doors he is trying to sniff out people who have made what is another Icelandic delicacy called leaf bread and steal it if it's there but yeah. he's just going around sniffing houses until he finds it sniffing houses dude sniffing yeah. houses we have a couple more meat hook <laughs> now meat hook as you can imagine he kind of does what sausage stealer does um he, but any meat he doesn't discriminate uh, and he grabs it with his meat hook <laughs> i just in my head i'm trying to make sense of all this and it just feels like she had a kid and was like okay your purpose is this and then it was like fuck, I also need milk. I got to have another kid. And then was or like, she waited until they were like real old to name them. <laughs> and then just name them based on their proclivities. And what a supportive mom to let her kids know they can be whatever they want to be. And That's true. Anyways, she let them establish their personalities before she imposed one on them. Exactly. Thanks. You, you know, I'm rooting for Grilla now. Yeah, Grilla. 
Yeah. Oh, I said Lee. My bad. Grilla. Grilla. Oh, hope she doesn't eat me in school. Mm, I think you might have made her naughty list. Okay, then we got Candle Stealer. Mm. Wonder what he does. <laughs> um, and actually, he is the last Yule Lad. Candle Stealer specifically goes for children's candles because it's, it's scary. <laughs> it's scarier to picture a little man lurking in the dark corners of your room, stealing the light that you have. <laughs> so, you know, that's his MO. So those are the Yule lads. Those are the Yule lads and Greer yeah. and Yule cat. Yeah. What's going on over in Iceland, dude? You know, they apparently have problems keeping the children in line over in Iceland. So they got to uh, get some help, you know? Yeah. They have to invent mythical creatures for every small menial annoyance that a parent might have for their kid. Exactly. Now, I have one last one. And this figure, I love her. She's a very positive Christmas figure. And this is La Bufana, the Christmas witch. <gasps> okay, I'm so excited. I'm buckling. <laughs> now, I am Italian. This is an, a Northern Italy thing, I believe. I am so mad at my parents that they did not tell me about La Bufana, the Christmas witch. You just I found out about it? I did find out just in the last couple of years. Um, so I'm, I'm pissed that we didn't, you know, leave offerings for Bufana instead of Santa. Yeah. So the story of Bufana is really weirdly tied to Christian uh ideals um so you know the story of baby jesus and the manger and the wise men all that so the deal was they apparently the wise men when they were looking for baby jesus first stopped by the house of la Bafana, and they asked her if she knew where baby jesus was and she said no so they said well we're gonna look for him uh do you want to come with us and Bafana said, I'm sorry, I'm just really busy with my housework. I can't. So after she finished her housework, she started to feel kind of bad that she didn't go with the wise men. So she decides she's going to try to find them and she's going to bring gifts for baby Jesus. So she sets off. She's looking and looking. She can't find baby Jesus. So what she does is instead she doesn't know which baby is Jesus, you know? So she's got to go house to house and leave little gifts for everybody. And because she is so neat and tidy, she'll also sweep your house for you. In addition to leaving little gifts, traditionally of food. Oh, <laughs> and which is the cool switch. She's the best. And, you know, instead of leaving out cookies and milk like you would for Santa, you want to leave her wine. Felicia, are you this witch? Are you telling me you're this? This is this is on paper the most you shit I've ever heard about. You're telling me a 100%. baby gets a gift and you can't find that baby, so you give every baby a gift? Mm-hmm. Do a little housework, drink a little wine. Yeah. yeah. You're Italian. Yep. Why is there, so, there why is there an Italian woman in Bethlehem? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Do we, does anyone really know, you know, where Bethlehem is? Yeah, it's yeah. 
I mean, it makes sense why she couldn't find Jesus. She's in yeah. Greece or wherever, you know? What's, what's the town in Italy? Oh, all the Italians are from Greece. <laughs> I don't know. I, I couldn't find, I couldn't think of a Rome. Rome is in Italy, right? <laughs> yes. Well, it's essentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Somewhere in the boot. She's somewhere in the boot. She's in the boot. Damn yeah, dude. so she's she's her. an icon. Yes. Okay, I, I need to see what she looks like. Oh, she is a very jolly figure. She's usually depicted as an old woman, a little bit round. She's usually on a broom, kind of wearing like raggedy clothes. She's just a little old lady who likes to clean. She's typically depicted with a smile um, because she is the shit. And she's probably incredibly drunk from all that wine. And she's just having a good at, oh my God, she is so cheery. Yeah. Oh, she's delightful. Oh, my God, dude. I honestly I, you brought up a very good point, which is we need more diversity in the Christmas figure. You get to decide you want to believe in. That's Why true. can't it be Bafana instead of Santa? Be like Grilla. Don't impose things on your children. Give them options. Let them know they like sniffing houses. Let yeah. you know he likes that. Let them take their horse skull around to various houses and sing songs. Yes. And when the other person can't sing back, you go in and eat their shit. Exactly. Duh. Duh. Dude, that is, I'm so excited. I fully feel in the Christmas spirit now. Good. Now that I know all these extra Christmas spirity stuff. I encourage everyone to leave some wine out for Bafana. Oh, I will also say she is not specifically Christmas because she was late, right? She she couldn't find Jesus. So typically she comes around January 6th on the Feast of Epiphany in Italy. So you can still leave co cookies and milk out for Santa and then the night of the 5th, leave some wine out for Bafana. Yeah. And we all know nothing bad ever happens on January 6th. So yeah. we're golden. Um, yeah, dude, that fucking feels that feels good. Is there any other Christmas lore we need to talk about? Um, I don't think specifically Christmas lore, but I feel that I should share something with you. I'm excited. Um, so I trust that you've seen like the claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes, I have. And not claymation, I guess, but that kind of style. Yeah. Um, do you, I will ask you this. Do you like it or do you find it inherently terrifying? <laughs> I saw it like twice. Okay. As a kid. And I remember being like, that's a Christmas movie. I don't, I don't, yeah. it didn't have like a huge impact. I do know the monster because there's that Yeti monster thing that probably did spook me as a kid because I was scared of everything like that as a kid. Okay, so that creature was my biggest childhood fear. It fucking terrified me. Uh, when you think of like, what's the monster under your bed? For me, that was the abominable snowman. Oh my God. It, <laughs> I hated it so much. And my mom loved those movies. And I was like, okay, great. I will disappear the second the abominable snowman comes on screen. And she'd be like, no, no, at the end, he's nice. They take out his teeth and he's friendly all of a sudden. And I'm like, 
No, he's an indentured servant at that point. (laughs) Now I don't like it for a whole different reason, mom. Yeah. So my mom will still, if she sees any kind of a bomb snowman decoration, she'll be like, look, Felicia. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I find those movies deeply troubling for that reason. Still to this day? To this day. Damn. Okay. And also... I don't know anything about the abominable snowman. Maybe he's worth being scared of. You seem to have a good gut instinct on lore. Maybe he's the worst of the worst. I mean, he spent the entire movie pursuing a little reindeer. I mean, assumed to eat or kill him in some terrible fashion. So I don't think that he's redeemable. <laughs> That's your line, reindeer? <laughs> if, you, if you go after reindeer too hard, you're like, there's no coming back from that, dude. Yep. Damn. Damn. I I don't think I was ever scared of that. Puppets got me though. Puppets were my thing that like, no matter what setting, if there's a puppet in frame, no matter what context, I was terrified as a child. I feel like that's related because those creatures are very puppet-like. Yeah. I, that would make sense. Those like claymation looking things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it wasn't for Jeff Dunham, I'd still be scared of puppets, but man, it's so <laughs> darn funny, you know? Mm, I, I'd say you should probably be more afraid of puppets. <laughs> oh, man. And I don't stand by Jeff Dunham's comedy. I think he's a hack. Everybody get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Well, there we go. We uncovered the fear of uh, the abominable snowman. We mm-hmm. talked about Krampus. We learned about the Yule Lads. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, they are a very cool group of kids. We learned about uh, Grilla. We did. We learned about Bafana. We did. And most importantly, we learned the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> Which is... How far can this banana go? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that's a fucking episode. That's an episode, baby. Ah, ah, you can follow me. Wait. You think I'm that poor? You can follow me <laughs> on Instagram at Benny Putz or on Twitter at Benny underscore Putz or on TikTok at Oh Yeah Benny P. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Felice3. Follow our podcast account at Spell You Later PC. PC. And uh, if you are in the Lincoln, Nebraska area, every third Saturday at Storm Cellar, I have a comedy show called We Like to Have Fun Here, where I bring on a bunch of local guys here in Nebraska. Yes, we're even funny here in Nebraska. Come here and tell jokes. I'm going to stand up. Do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude. And uh, other than that, I think. There it is. There we go. Man. I literally fixed this handle. I swear to God, I fixed this handle. For now? I was going to say until you have to wash it, but... And guess what the beauty of my system is. (laughs) You can break all the mugs you want. Another pro of the mug lifestyle I have.